Yo, what's up, y'all? What's going on? It's Rooster Grooves, baby. Yeah, yeah. We're hyped out here. I'm Jesse. That's Jay. We're Rooster Grooves. Welcome along, everybody. Yeah. Hundred and something episodes. Going stronger than ever. Stronger than ever. We're hyped. Yeah. Uh, who are we talking about? We're talking about Eliza. Eliza, formerly known as Doolittle. Eliza Doolittle. But she done a lot. But she did not do little. Oh, Eliza done a lot. Starting, starting with the puns already. Oh, pretty cheese. Um, this actually, I didn't tell you yet, Jesse, but this is a listener suggestion. Oh, very nice. From our YouTube viewer, Candace Banks. She dropped a comment on our Cleo Soul episode. Uh, she said, love this. You, mon- you mentioned things I was hoping you'd get to, even down to Joe Barton's praises. Very well researched. Thank you. Uh, props. Uh, Cadence? Uh, Candace? Candace Banks, yeah. Candace Banks, thank you for the comment. Yeah. And thank you for the suggestion. Um, and I just messed that up. She didn't suggest that, but she left the comment. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I take back the thank you. It was actually uh, another uh, YouTube viewer, Aisha Sowa, she goes by on YouTube. Uh, she said, you guys should do Eliza Doolittle next. Nice. Thanks, so, Aisha. Yeah. So, well, thanks to both of you. Yeah. Sorry, Candice, you didn't uh, mention that. But <laughs> but she said we were very well researched. So. And we do our best. And I'm very unprepared. <laughs> it's all right, though. That's that's how we do this show. Yeah, yeah. We just learn about the artist yeah. and then we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're not we're not the, uh, the encyclopedia of each individual artist. We're just a couple right. of guys who love music yeah. and like to talk about it yeah. and uh, learn about it. And see what we can yeah. gain from it. What we can glean from mindset, creative inspiration, career mm-hmm. inspiration, how you, how you navigate the world of music. It's powerful stuff, yeah, as so. we found here on this show. Yeah, yeah, learn so many good things. And it's funny each episode. There's some. There's always some new nugget of mm-hmm. information or whatever. And a lot of nuggets. A lot of nuggets. And uh, hopefully, we'll find some through Eliza, who is. A British singer, songwriter. 32 artist. years old. Yeah. Um, from London. Yeah. London town. Yeah. She, we'll talk about it a bit later, but she's had a bit of an interesting career, right? She started kind of as a pop artist. Yeah. Ha- was then, signed to a label. Yeah. Just kind of doing the label thing, following instructions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cookie cutter. Yeah, yeah. Placeholder. Yeah. And then she broke free of that, wanted to re, yeah. uh, relabel herself. Yeah rebrand herself i should say yeah as eliza yeah and kind of started a new yeah you know a new like one word not like i can't finish my sentence a new a new what i started a new <laughs> a new what <laughs> <laughs> a new path <laughs> yeah started a new path uh yeah so if you go on like i didn't look at the other uh, music platforms but if you go on spotify she has two profiles so you can find her old stuff under eliza doolittle and then her new stuff just under Eliza. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it definitely makes me think of Dr. Doolittle. Yeah, there were so many. I was like, where did Doolittle come from? Apparently. Eddie Murphy. Well, yeah, there's that. There's also, uh, uh, <laughs> what's the guy from Iron? Oh, is it Iron Man? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, well, he Robert did. Robert Downey Jr. He did a Doolittle film. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It was like a sequel. I don't know what it was. I heard they spent billions of dollars on it and it only made like $2 back or something. <laughs> it was, apparently it was a major flop. 
I, I did not it. see it. Yeah. But that's all I'm about not gonna see it. a professor that talks to animals, right? That's the yeah, thing. that's the original Dr. Doolittle too. So I'm not sure if... But then also Eliza Doolittle is a character from My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. And as we'll talk about that, Eliza's theater connections kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and we yeah. haven't said, so she's doing like R&B stylings. Yeah, yeah. You know, kind of um, sparse instrumentation real chill yeah, she's yeah. a great vocalist that's her main thing yeah yeah um and that's really prominent in all her music that's the main focus basically yeah and then with this new rebrand as eliza she's kind of taking this new direction where she's more in charge of the um you know production a little bit uh, yeah. she's not playing all the instruments and stuff but just the songwriting and the yeah. general vibe she has a little bit more control yeah and um you know yeah Definitely. I mean, yeah, I'll just finish the sentence right there. So it's, but it's, yeah, good. What would you call it? Uh, yeah. Her music. Sparse R&B, Neo Soul. Minimal, minimalist. Yeah. Alternative R&B. Just, I mean, yeah, rhythm and blues. Yeah. Funky right. little bass and drums. Yeah. Kind of grooving. Yeah. Giving a good backbeat for her awesome vocals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and her full name is Eliza Sophie Caird, by the way. Is either card or cared, C A I R D. Either way, what yeah. do you think? Let us know in the Let comments. Us know, let us know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she has two albums out. Yeah, of her new stuff. Of her, of her new Eliza stuff. And I think she has like two from her previous yeah. incarnation as well. Um, and and she also dropped like uh, recently uh, like a an album that's called Sketches and Remixes, mm -hmm. of her previous album mm -hmm. that was in 22, I think, that mm -hmm. album came out. So that's kind of cool, just letting it out there, yeah. all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and so I guess like she did like top the singles charts in her previous career. So she, was, she got big in 2010, so that was like before, that was after I left UK. So mm -hmm. I'm sure if I was in the UK, I might have heard of her. Like, right. you know, there's like, big pop artist at the time sort of thing i've never heard of her speaking of which okay yeah yeah jay brought this one to the table yeah from um Elia. uh yes like we said yeah. but i've never heard of eliza yeah e aisha Sorry. aisha oh my god aisha we Get got the you program <laughs> we like hey i just heard your name for the first time today so i don't feel too bad yeah but we do appreciate you um yeah and what was i gonna say train of thought Oh my gosh. Was it a bullet um, train or more no, like a freight train? Actually, no, it was that song that we start, we opened the show up with, Wasn't Looking. I had heard that before. I think I played it on a drop episode when, uh, it, came, when it came out like last year or something like that. Or that was the first track yeah. that I heard from Eliza. Right. Yeah. Um, upon starting to do my research. Right. The yeah. top song on Spotify. So you always got to start right there. It's good. Yeah. And it's sparse. It's <laughs> like, yeah. It's cool. It's yeah, very sparse. Yeah. A lot of room. Yeah, yeah. Very chill. Yeah. But yeah, her vocals are good. I mean, it's yeah. feel-good stuff. She's um, inspired by like Alaya. Mm -hmm. That's where I got. That's why I said yeah. Alaya. I think I was yeah. already there. You go. You were already planning about it. Yep. Um, India Ari. Yeah. Lauren Hill. Yeah. Janet Jackson. Yeah. So a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Some some classic people in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's spin another track. Yeah, and yeah, then, and then we'll do the quote of the day. Yeah, I liked how you did it last time, where you were like, "We'll do that." That's like <laughs> a good format. And then, uh, yeah, I like it too. And then we'll get into her. Who Eliza? Eliza. 
Eliza. This is why it's Aliyah, Aisha, Eliza. We're getting, yeah. Oh my God, okay. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, listen to some dope tunes, and get these names straight. Right. debut album as Eliza a real romantic from 2018 not her debut album though but her debut album as Eliza mm. um yeah great uh I get some little bit of Janet Jackson vibes in there but like low-key mm-hmm. Janet Jackson like, yeah it's like yeah, yeah. low-key is a way to say it but yeah. still got that poppy yeah yeah you know kind of upbeat groove going yeah, exactly yeah um but just real subdued yeah subdued Jackson uh speaking of which quote of the day here we go. Uh, um, favorite favorite segment of the show. Uh, this is, comes from Aretha Franklin because Eliza's a big fan of Aretha Franklin. Um, and Aretha said, be your own artist and always be confident in what you're doing. If you're not going to be confident, you might as well not be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, yeah, I like that. That was a good quote. Yeah. Even, mean, even if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Even and if you're messing something up. Just and keep just messing it up confidently. Do it confidently. And if all the naysayers are like, man, we don't like this or whatever, it's like, as long as you own it and you do it yeah. confidently and you believe in it and you believe in yourself. Yeah, and block them on yeah. all social media and when they that. say stuff like do that. Do that as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but Are- anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so big fan of Aretha Franklin. Yeah. yeah. I think she was saying, I mean, let's get into it. Yeah. Let's talk about Eliza. Yeah. And uh, her early influences of music. Yeah. And Aretha Franklin was one. I think she said she listened to the greatest hits album yeah. of Aretha. Yeah. Um, which was like five or six. Yeah. So that love of music started pretty early. Yeah. And it was that track Respect, I think, that really popped out for her. Um, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah. It always sounds wrong when I spell it out, but she nails it in the song with the lyrics. R-E-S-P. What if she spelled it wrong in the song? Mate, yeah. That would have been embarrassing. That would have been, yeah. Funny. <laughs> or it's like correct the first verse, wrong the second verse. Yeah. <laughs> like, dang. Um, that's a good film as well. I think there was a film. I think I might have seen it. Uh, yeah. Aretha Franklin movie. What was it called? Respect. Yeah. Oh, okay. There Respect. you go. Yeah. Also, Eliza said... That because uh, she was asked in that interview if she'd seen that film. She said she hadn't, but apparently there was a film that I think was called Grace that was maybe done in the mid to late 70s, and it's just Aretha Franklin performing with like a choir in a church or something like that. Uh, that sounds powerful. I have to track that down mm-hmm. on YouTube or something. Yeah, respect. Uh, we got to add that to the movie list for our movie, our yeah, musical yeah. movie night that we're never going to do. Yeah, well, 
Oh, we're going to do it eventually. I'm eventually. Just <laughs> we'll do it in VR. Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone can join. Um, but yeah. And so Eliza, she's born in London, right? Camden. London town. Take us back in time. Jesse, do you have anything? Um, uh, what do we just generally, generally her early years or anything like that? Um, I mean, like I said, she, she loved music from the beginning, right? but, uh, her parents were artistic folks, Yeah, yeah. which I think tells the story about how she kind of yeah. got into the arts. Yeah. Um, her father is a theater director Yeah. and, uh, her mother was, uh, she was an actress, right? Her mother. Yeah. Singer and actress. Yeah. yeah. And she would do like plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think she did, uh, I don't know how to say it, Les Miserables. Yeah. You Les know? Miserables. Les Mis. Les Mis. Les. Just say Les Mis. Yeah, it sounds cool <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, her dad. Uh, I think that's how they met the, the uh, parents yeah. as well, doing so. a play. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was actually, it was doing Les Mis, I think they met. There it was, yeah. yeah. And yeah, her dad, uh, Jonathan, I think, he's big. Like I was looking at his Wikipedia page, he directed Daniel Day Lewis in Shakespeare. Like he's at, he's at that level of that's the know, top like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he has this whole thing. He's won Tony Awards and Laurence mm-hmm. Olivier Awards. So and her mum was an actress and a singer. She represented England, UK, in the Eurovision Song Contest in 1994. Do you know mm. much about the Eurovision Song Contests over here? um no so it's like a massive thing in europe where every country in europe has represents uh, they, they nominate a singer to represent the country and then they go and perform the song kind of thing and it's like it's kind of like an olympics where they, they vote on the songs until they find a winner and then whoever the winner is like say estonia wins this year then the next year that estonia hosts the event mm. kind of thing that's cool um so yeah, it's always been a bit hit and miss. It's been a weird uh, thing. They had a lot of bad, cheesy things. Uh, like for the amount of great music that comes out of UK, they usually pick like the worst kind of song to represent the country in the Eurovision Song Contest. Although I think Adele has had done it one year. That's probably the best kind of representation. She won it one year? I'm not sure if she won. She might have done. She represented the country though. In the okay. Scene. And yeah, so Eliza's mum did this in 1904. I don't know if she won one. I don't think she did. She didn't win. Um, but, um, and her, there's a clip of her on YouTube. Did you see this clip? I don't uh, think I did. It's from, I'll just play you a little bit of it. It's a funky harpsichord song. That's her? Yeah. That's Eliza's mum. They look a lot alike. Yeah, it looks like her. Yeah, yeah. I'll just wait for it to get the chorus because I sort of kind of recognized it. They're both babes for sure. <laughs> yeah. Francis Ruffel, 
is her mom's name. Francis. Francis, yeah. Rufal. Uh, actress as well. She's been in a few things. She was in the Les Mis movie for a, a moment, I think. She was credited in there. Okay. All these people love Les Mis. They do, yeah. Um, I think Eliza was in a Les Mis too. Yeah, in 2001, I, I think I saw her. Yeah, so yeah. she was following in her, you know, mother's footsteps. Yeah, yeah. And vocal steps. Vocal steps, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, artistic family. But it doesn't stop there, artistic family. Do you know, do you hear about Eliza's grandmother? Uh, I don't know about the grandmother. I, yeah. No. Sylvia Young. Uh, she's a massive name in the UK because she formed a drama school called the Sylvia Young Drama School, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, two of the people that went to that school, Amy Winehouse mm -hmm. and Emma Bunton, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Baby Spice from the Spice Girls. Oh. And also, like, it's the school like where a lot of sort of British TV actors have gone to kind of thing. A lot of those actors show up on like TV shows, soap operas in the UK and yeah. dramas and stuff like that. Um, and then a couple of singers as well. Yeah, because it's like a full rounded drama and music kind of school right. sort of thing. That's cool. I mean, that's cool that Amy Winehouse comes up because I was going to draw some yeah. comparisons to her early Eliza Doolittle days. For sure. Some yeah. some of that kind of doo-woppy 50s yeah. influenced yeah. contemporary pop. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, with like you know modern vocals, yeah, Definitely. kind of vibe like a little you know Megan Trainor's done that, you yeah. know, um, Joy Crooks a little bit, a little one, bit of that. It comes up. It's a cool vibe. It's not my favorite vibe personally, but you know it's out there and people like it. I'm a little dubious about that vibe because I feel like a lot of people were doing it because Amy Winehouse did it. I think she yeah. did it like kind of the yeah. best, yeah, and it it felt the most true, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, well, if you want to be a soul singer and you're from Britain, let's do the Amy Winehouse do what yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. When I listened to the Eliza Doolittle stuff, it sounded a little bit, yeah. you know, contrived. Well, let's play a little snippet of that because this is, this is Eliza Doolittle, one of her hits when she was a pop star kind of thing. I don't care for that little thing like the Tom and Jerry sound effect in mm -hmm. the background. I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care for any of that vibe at all. <laughs> like, no offense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's fine. It's a song, but it's, as we like, we'll talk about how this came together because, you know, knowing how it came together and how she feels about it also makes me like not really be into it. But just the song right. itself, that, that vibe, that whole album is a little, that album, Self-titled Eliza Doolittle. That was one of the biggest tracks, Pack Up. They did a music video and all that for it. But yeah, the whole album's that sort of vibe. Like, I hate to say it, but the Amy Winehouse ripoff vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. Bit. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but so, so I guess what happened musically for her, she grew up, you know, in this artistic household she was always hanging out at the theater seeing like rehearsals she said you know mm -hmm. with her dad and all that so she was always surrounded by the performing aspect um and then 
like when she was a teenager, I think she started getting into UK garage music, garage music, garage music. Yeah, yeah. From like her brother would always like be bringing home stuff. And so like you said, like she was into like the, the sort of pop stuff of Janet Jackson and all that, um, Elijah, and then a little bit on the more soulful front, I think, like you said, Lauren Hill, she mentioned India, Irie, he was a little bit more out there, soul. And then a lot of UK garage kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but she's always like been writing her music since she was young, right? She said, she's, I think she started writing when she was 12 or 13, she said. Yeah. And it's just like something she felt she always had to do and what, what she wanted to do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and all that leads up to, like she started working on some demos with this guy, Jimmy Napes. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently when they were both teenagers, they would always work on music together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was just gonna say he's, no, now he's made a name for himself. Yeah, he's massive. Now man. too, so he's doing huge things. Yeah, he's done stuff for Sam Smith, Mary J. Blige. He's won Grammys. You know, he's like an established like pop produ- music producer, songwriter, I think yeah. now. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a demo CD that he did with Eliza, and that apparently got the attention of her management, or what became her management. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure what. Yeah. I thought she, I thought in an interview she said she got the attention of who's now her manager, mm. or at that time who was the manager at the time of her early career. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure how she got that connection. Yeah. I was interested in that. I don't know if you know anything about that. I don't know how, but. Um, but let's face it, she comes from like a really established artistic family. Right. Like, you know, so, yeah, yeah, I feel like there's at least a little bit of some connections there. Yeah, like her mom's, her grandmother's school is like the established drama school in England. Like it's a big deal. Her dad's a big deal. Like working with these top-notch actors. Yeah, so people knew who she was. Yeah, yeah. And she knew who they were. Yeah. She knew who she was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, and so uh, she actually got this management deal, and then I think the management deal got her the record deal. Yeah, so Parliament. she got signed, yeah. And then Jimmy produced, I think, uh, a lot of those tracks. He was I don't think he was the only person involved in her debut album, but he was definitely part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because, yeah, so she said she signed this deal, and she was, like, you know, really young, and she sort of signed it with wide eyes, thinking oh big record deal but then she didn't really know what she was signing up for she said in hindsight kind of thing right and she didn't realize how much it was going to be kind of everything was controlled yeah 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 like so yeah they wanted to you know push her in a certain direction musically and image wise which meant working with like multiple producers in the studio um and always pushing towards this certain like hit factory type outcome you know yeah um there's what she said in hindsight you know so yeah what do you, you have anything else on that like i mean not really yeah. she was just but that's how she got her start yeah so it's it's it, the value is there for that yeah yeah and we wouldn't be talking about her if she didn't kind of go no. through all that yeah you know and she wouldn't be who she was today if she didn't go through these things yeah exactly yeah. but it, um it helped her realize that she wanted something different yeah and helped her learn that oh just getting signed doesn't mean I'm going to be fulfilled. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's great that she went through that, got her name out there. Yeah. And the stuff was, they were, they were hits. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like she was signed, she went on tour. Yeah. Um, 
you know, people knew her name and stuff. She, there, it was a success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, music videos, the whole, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she did two albums under that kind of, um, you know, what, what's the word? Regime. Uh, under the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> under the regime. Uh, and so I saw, I guess she got out of the label somehow, some way, which I also wasn't sure exactly how that went down. I didn't get any info. Yeah, I couldn't find anything, but it sounded like she was like she got out. Not yeah. not that the signing, like the the contract ended. It seemed like she got out early. Yeah, it seems like it. She did two albums, twenty ten, and then there's one called In Your Hands in twenty thirteen, which I listened to a bit of, and that's that's not the do whoppy Amy Winehouse thing. It's more of like the Beyonce Destiny's Child type thing, mm -hmm. which is again I feel contrived and not. You know, I mean, the, she's a great singer. She does her thing really well. There's nothing wrong about these tracks, but knowing that she said in hindsight that she was working with multiple producers and she wasn't really doing what she wanted to do, she was just doing what the label wanted yeah, her to I'd, do. It's like not really authentic, you know. Like, totally. I think yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, if people like that vibe, then that music is going to be great for you. Yeah, yeah. But when I listen to it, it doesn't sound like authenticity to me. No. Yeah. It doesn't sound like inspiration and artistic no. creativity just overflowing out of these people who made those do little albums yeah you know like, it sounds uh, like oh we need to capitalize on this sound that's that's already successful yeah on this this vibe of these women singers right you know that's already successful yeah um you know yeah, but like, and i think she re realized that too like looking inward like yeah. oh i'm just kind of like uh you know a placeholder yeah. acting doing what these people want me to do yeah. and and using my voice to create to engineer these yeah. things to sell like it, yeah. i think she was creating more products rather than art exactly yeah and yeah now when you hear her speak she's very more about authenticity from the heart anti-commercialism you know that's and she, kind of her vibe yeah. right now in her yeah. listen to her interviews and she does yeah. sound very cool yeah no she yeah. sounds down to earth yeah she sounds like she you know is introspective and she just really wants to make awesome changes in the world yeah and she said that explicitly yeah yeah like she wants to help change the world you know through her music right for herself and and uh you know make yeah. good things happen that way yeah 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 i mean and like she doesn't talk about i mean you can get when she's talking about her earlier career that there's not negativity but she's being authentic about what it was about right like we just said the whole commercialism thing and that so she doesn't really like shit on it in any way kind of thing i think she realizes the value and having done that and gone through it um but yeah ultimately i think she realized this isn't what she got into music for in the first place. This isn't mm -hmm. what inspired her to write music when she was like really young, you know, doing this type of stuff wasn't, it's not the thing, you know? Yeah. And so like you said, she got out this deal. I don't know how, I don't know if they would have signed her up for multi-album deals with, with a pop star sort of thing. I don't know how, if that works necessarily in that way. Like maybe it does. Because usually the, the horror story is you get signed for a five album deal and then you don't fulfill the five albums, but you, you're still locked into the contract and you mm -hmm. can't release anything like outside of that because they've basically 
you're locked into the deal and we're not going to release anything of yours. And that's happened to a lot of people. It's kind of fucked and, up. And right? yeah, that, yeah, I don't know. Like Kesha comes to mind. Okay. I think she was locked in a weird deal yeah. for a while and couldn't release stuff for like, I don't know, five years or something. Right. Yeah. And like, you can't, yeah. you can't go to another label and release stuff. Like no. it's contractually, yeah. you're not allowed to legally. Right. And it's like, dang. And like, I don't know what it is though, if it's just your name, because you know, there's that story of Prince. That's how he got around not releasing stuff with Sony because he changed his name to a symbol and put out music that way, kind of thing. Like, Maybe that yeah. is the loophole that she did. And she was like, yeah. oh, drop the it's, name. It's a new, it's a rebranding. Exactly. Yeah. But actually, yeah. she's like, if I don't use Doolittle, yeah. I'm a new artist. Yeah. It's a branding thing. It's like Nike. It's like, I'm going to release a shoe called something else it's not nike anymore. nikes <laughs> with an s exactly yeah they're too close you still get sued but uh yeah so it, she got out of that and then basically 2018 is when her new fresh approach under eliza came out a real romantic is that album mm -hmm. um she talked about it the time frame of when she like wrote and released this, it was like after, you know, Trump had become president. Uh, Brexit was like still raging kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and so she sort of framed it as like, you know, these feel like really negative times, like the world's going in the wrong direction type thing. Um, and that's kind of like where her inspiration came from for these songs, but not to sort of like talk about this stuff in a negative way, but to sort of reframe a positive sort of outlook about it i think it's yeah i know what she said um while simultaneously tapping into what she really wanted to do musically like um like she said experimentation in the studio no one telling you what to do you know you can just explore completely what she wanted to do like in the production yeah. as well and stuff like she that. had a whole new perspective on life yeah after the experience that she'd gone through yeah um you know about herself and yeah about the outside world and artistically she she knew more what she wanted to do yeah. and you know also what she didn't want to do yeah. which helps a lot of the time yeah, yeah. maybe you don't know exactly what you want to do or what you want to release but at least you know some stuff that you don't want to do exactly yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah so it was a great turning point for her yeah yeah new energy new vibes yeah good things yeah happening so that album this is where i would Start listening to Eliza right there. Yeah. She said she doesn't even listen to her first two albums. Yeah. Do, do little anymore. So I'm not ever, yeah. I'm not going to either. <laughs> it's not it's unlikely that I will. Yeah. I'm not going to. Only, you know, only for historical documentation exactly. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. For review. For review. Purposes. If we have to, we have to do our due diligence here. Exactly. If we have to do it again in the future. Yeah. I'll spin the record. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, start listening to that, a real romantic. Yeah. And then she did another one, A Sky Without Stars. Yeah. Let's spin a, a track from that. Yeah. Yeah. We have one loaded up. Speaking of 
Abandon the Rule from Eliza. That album was called A Sky Without Stars. Like the city. That's kind of what the cover is, pretty much. Mm -hmm. The glowing lights of the city. You can't see anything in the sky other than the glow of the city. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. The street lights come on. Yeah. Dim the dim the shining of the first stars you see tonight, you know. No. Is those lyrics? I don't know. Sounds like lyrics you're spitting. Just said it. <laughs> now Write they're that lyrics. Down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, what a chill song, you know? What a cool vibe. Yeah, and just so sparse. Um, understated. Mm-hmm. It also, it feels to me musically like um, it could have gone somewhere, but they restraint, like massive restraint. Yeah, it wanted to. There's like a little bit of like a sax in there, but it's like, doesn't go... It doesn't do a big crazy solo. It just goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted it to go somewhere though, like some yeah, chord changes, a little bit, yeah, and like get a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, yeah. She, I feel uh, like they could go a little <laughs> bit more out there, but you know, it's. I feel that's like. like it kind of leaves you wanting more, in a way. I don't know if that's intentional, but like, I think you know, just not just that whole understated thing, which I really love sometimes. Kind of a tease. Yeah, it's like you don't need... It's like we've heard what a sax could be in that type of song and loads of other songs. Yeah. But we haven't heard it like be understated like that kind of thing. Maybe, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, they should have pushed it to the max. (laughs) They should have brought in Tom York or something to help produce it. Oh, Tom York. Tom York producing Eliza, that may be... Right. I don't know if he's produced anyone, but he should. Or even just Johnny Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood, yeah. Yeah. Just with the, since it's like a guitar song. Yeah. 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 Interesting. You brought up those references. I kind of, no, I do think about that now. That last song, a little bit of the winding, it's kind of a little That's bit what Tom, I hear. Tom Yorkie, that video where he had the yeah. hat on and stuff. And he's yeah. It's like black and white and he's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Like performance art, dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Improv, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like, I like that. Like that. Um, Eliza, I like that. Yeah, so she's very much tapped into her heart now. She she says heart a lot, right? Which is cool. Yeah, and that I mean, you could feel that music. It sounds way more real. Yeah, yeah, and you know, authentic and good. Yeah, yeah. She was asked like by this one guy, this interviewer. He did say the the same thing that he he not to say that her older stuff was bad for him, but that he could definitely feel that this new music is way more authentic, like authentic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then he also asked her like, do you, does she think she's alienated fans kind of thing? And, and she says she doesn't think about it that way, which is cool. She said she had to do this anyway. Hopefully she did alienate the people who like those other albums. <laughs> <laughs> Separate the wheat from you, the chaff. You don't want them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. She said that it's interesting because she'll be out and people will come up to her in the street and some people will like mention songs from her earlier career and some will mention stuff from her new career. She said the people that mention stuff from her new stuff don't even know that she released this other stuff. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. But ultimately she said that doesn't matter. You know, it's the same thing. One big lesson to learn is like when you put a music out there, you don't own it anymore. You know, it's mm-hmm. for the people mm-hmm. and they'll like it or hate it or do what they will with it. But you have no control over that and you have no say over that. And so that's how she looks 
but this with the fan base type thing. She doesn't look at it as separating listeners or anything like that. She's just like, people don't like my new stuff, fine, but but this is what I need to do. That comes from me. It's authentic. It's from my heart. It's from my soul. Yeah, you know? the, the, she's yeah. on her own journey. Exactly. She's yeah. not on a journey for the listeners. Yeah. She's on a journey for herself, and yeah, if people yeah. want to come along, yeah, they can come. If they don't want to yeah. come along, then yeah. they can stay wherever they want to be. Yeah. So this uh, digression right now, but this is something I, cause I've been researching a lot about social media and you know marketing and all that sort of stuff, and I came across like one idea and then one some, something that someone else did. So Rick Rubin basically said. If you are trying to make music, like if you're trying to figure out who your audience is and make music for them, you said you're going to make bad art. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be bad. <laughs> and then on the other side, when you see all of these like internet gurus talking about marketing and content, promoting yourself kind of thing, they always say start with the audience first. It's like a marketing thing, like figure out who your demographic is and then make content for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is so marketing and that's so corporate and that's so like big record label mentality and it completely goes against like doing what Eliza's doing and being authentic, you know, and just doing mm-hmm. music, you know. I feel like we live in a world now where there is that sort of dichotomy of how do you promote yourself as an artist? How Who's your audience? You know, all that stupid stuff when we should just be forgetting about that musically and just making good music, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I I think there's a separation between like if you're doing art and if you're doing business. Yeah. And sometimes there's overlap, obviously. Yeah. But I think, yeah, when in business, sometimes you want to find your target market. Yeah. And then and then build your, you know, marketing promotions and stuff around the specific yeah. criteria yeah, yeah. and the specific group of people. Yeah. But like you, you would never want to do that with your album. No. Like, yeah. hmm, who can I make an album for? Exactly. What would they like? <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to make stuff catering to this one person or type of people. But that's what the big labels do, right? You know, the people behind the Justin Bieber's of the world. Yeah, that is their outlook. That's kind of that's kind of the weird juxtaposition between artists and the business side of the music industry with like the labels and you know producers and stuff. They're trying to market a product, create a product, and sell it. And the artist is like, "Hey, I want an opportunity. I want some funding and you know a a platform to grow." And they kind of like try to work with each other. But it's it's always going to be a little bit of a struggle, and there's a lot of cool record labels and stuff, yeah. and cool people in the music industry that that realize that that we're artists themselves, yeah. and they want to help other artists be their true self yeah. and release good art. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the greater you know majority of people in the music industry, just the big machine of the industry, yeah. you know, is just kind of cold. And wants a wants a good product to sell. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. sometimes, you know, artists find themselves working as a cog in the machine. Like she found herself as Eliza Doolittle. Right. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. where she started and yeah. realized that it's not the way to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um excuse me. Yeah, and she says like now her priority is to just to make great music, amazing music. Like and 
she says if she thinks about what she's doing she doesn't create anything <laughs> right it just like comes she's channeling you know this energy and vibes and that and and she said yeah a lot of these great songs that she's coming up with they just come she doesn't she says she knows they come from someplace deep but she can't quite explain it that's where it all comes from yeah dude we're just receivers yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. tuning in <laughs> yeah to different channels yeah and you gotta when you're tuned in you gotta let it flow out yeah and that's where stuff comes from yeah so we're like in another age now of music and you know if we're trying to like do music professionally or full-time or whatever it's like as an artist i think releasing albums if you're trying to do that professionally you have to tune out all of the bullshit that goes with it like you have to do this on instagram you have to do this blah 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 you know you need to tune all that out and just but tune in to the the energy that makes the the art right you yeah know? that's the hardest yeah. part sometimes yeah it's real hard it's not, yeah it's all about creating a space and environment for you to do that i think and she eliza mentioned lockdown as being excellent because she said she was able to just concentrate on making music and, mm -hmm. and even she said i could hear the birds outside and i couldn't hear any traffic she said like and she said that made her heart settle is what she said about that like, yeah. Wow. yeah that's that's so nice that's a statement yeah <laughs> um but yeah i mean that pretty much brings us up to the present. Yeah, yeah. No, she released that album in 2022. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Or the the latest one with the, the remix one? Yeah, I think that In 2023? Let's do a quick check. Yeah. June, actually. A few days ago. Wow. That one just dropped. <laughs> June, like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's called Sketches and Remixes. I guess there's a lot of demos on there. Uh, and there's a few remixes of some of those tracks. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, is she playing? I think she might, yeah, she's playing <coughs> some shows. She's on tour uh, in the UK. Still got a lot of London shows coming up, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just so great that she's, you know, do, doing what she wants musically. Yeah. Like, you know. Living her best life, being her best self. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what we all need to do musically, strive for that authenticity. Yeah. And find that creative inspiration and do it. It's always hard. I actually want to read this Rick Rubin book because I see him everywhere now. And he's like on different podcasts and he, ha he has this whole book, right? The Art of the Creative Mind or something like that. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about creativity and trying to find, tap into that sort of process he's like, yeah he's like the ultimate guy that yeah, knows yeah. that you're like just channeling ideas yeah yeah and you know when you're in that flow state yeah like i already said i mean i'm basically quoting him you know when i talk about stuff like that yeah because that's what you know i mean I, and even he got it from i think john lennon said it a long time ago right and yeah. i think i remember rick rubin saying that he didn't understand he was thinking about it more of a business thing yeah like once you start a project finish it you know, and yeah. John Lennon was saying that, and Rick Rubin thought like, "Oh yeah, well you should do finish the project so you have something done, right? So you can move on and make progress and create things and move on to the next thing as a you know a business kind of perspective." Yeah. yeah. But then more recently, Rick Rubin like has been seeing it over the years, like 
John Lennon was pretty much talking about the channeling of it. Like when something's flowing out of you, let it continue to flow. Mm-hmm. You might not get that same, you might not be tuned in the same way the next day. If you're like, oh, I'm going to, I wrote part of this song, but I'm going to wait till next week to finish it. Right. You might not, yeah. you might not be able to channel it the same way the next week. Yeah. No. So like yeah. create it while it's flowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rick Rubin, his ultimate tastemaker. Definitely, yeah, yeah. It's funny though, because I'm I'm still reading the uh, Anthony Kiedis book right now, Scar Tissue. Oh yeah, I keep putting it up and putting it down. It's a crazy book though. Yeah, but, he's he's crazy. But it was funny how Anthony said at one point Rick Rubin was just like he didn't get the socio-political lyrics that Anthony was writing, and and Rick was just, can you just write songs about girls and cars? <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone from that perspective to being like, the, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. ultimate guru. <laughs> And then now, yeah, he's, I mean, cause he's been there, done that. Exactly. So he's, he's learned Yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah, I gotta, you know, let these things come out. Right. Not try to force things yeah. or, or pretend, you know, what's the best. And then just, oh, I know how to make a good song. Write about this, write about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let things flow. Let it flow. We're all channeling and we're all flowing. Yes. And we just got to let it happen instead of, you know being a beaver and instead of tuning creating in, dams chopping out yeah <laughs> don't do that don't do that yeah <laughs> that's right. all i got on eliza good one thanks aisha for thanks aisha it. Um, good stuff yeah enjoy it thumbs up like this video subscribe smash that like smash button that like- <laughs> but uh yeah we appreciate the comments we're always we want to hear what you guys are talking about what you guys are listening to yeah um, and we want to know more and yeah. we, we like to, we're, we're happy to open up these conversations yeah. and throw us some more, uh, suggestions cause we're always looking for more ideas and, and artists to learn about. Yeah. So if you guys want to hit us up on any of the interwebs on Instagram, we're at roots to grooves, Twitter roots to grooves, YouTube at roots to grooves, TikTok at signal radio. And if you guys want to uh, hit us up about anything specific or directly, hit us up at our email. Jay's got it for us. Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. S I G N L radio.com. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com.